0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kascali Ribocyclub 200 milligrams at KQali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Casscali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KQali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platy, and here with me for episode 21, 21 Savage, the end of the review pod, end of the year review podcast with Chris Adams aka Lil Jetta, the MVP of 2016 Strictly Hip Hop.
0: It's your boy coming to you live aka Lil Jetpack aka Lil Hospital Bill.
1: As as I said, as I said it's episode 21 21 21 21 so let's get into it let's get into it so this one's gonna be just talking about everything that happened in 2016 we're just gonna go through our top five albums of the year some disappointments uh, projects we missed that we want that we want to get to who was the biggest winner of 2016 and what we are most looking forward to in 2017 hip-hop so uh, I should start off by saying that this is the second take, so I apologize that you guys... The original plan was for you guys to get it on New Year's Eve, but because Apple um, Apple malfunctioned, the podcast was lost in the archives Technical forever. difficulties. Yeah, technical difficulties to the utmost. But we back at it. <laughs> but we back at it, so this is take two. All right, so... Let's get into it. So your top five albums of the year, Chris, go ahead and give me your list.
0: All right, I'm going to start from five to one. and Build that suspense. This, <laughs> this is by no means, has. this is just my own personal opinion. This has nothing to do with what everybody else thinks or what the statistics say, but this is just what I think and what I put at together.
1: Chris Adams if you want to fight him. Yeah,
0: at, don't at me. Yeah. Uh, so at number five, I have We Got It From Here thank you for your service by a tribe called quest. It was kind of a surprise album and actually turned out to be one of my favorites of the year. It was really, it was a great throwback to uh, the golden age days. Yeah. At number four, we have birds in the trap, Sigma night by Travis Scott. And, uh, while this was a critically acclaimed album, a lot of people actually did dislike it. A lot of critics were went against it. It ended up turning out to be one of my personal favorites. I never really rocked with Travis Scott as much before. I heard Rodeo and stuff, but this really gave me a new perspective on him. Um, at number three, we have Ab Do What Thou Wilt. Now, this dropped on the same day as J. Cole, which really gave it some competition because everyone knows yeah. that, I mean, shit. He I, went I, double I, platinum I, with yeah, no features. Ab had to bring something that I was about to go double platinum with. Well, okay, he had some features, but you know what's good out here. We're not gonna get into that. Don't worry. We don't need statistics right now. Anyway, um <laughs> no, that album it was really great. you know, even though we didn't have a lot of time with it before this podcast, I actually I, I spent I think enough time listening to it to where I was able to get a full perspective on it. Um, because I had that I had it literally on repeat with like yeah. no other albums coming through my uh coming through my speakers in the whip. Um At number two, we have Chance the Rapper Coloring Book, which I believe in the um, halfway podcast, halfway through the year, that that was actually my number one, which now got pushed down to number two. Because since then, what has dropped is my number one, which is Isaiah Rashad, The Sun's Tirade, which everyone knows that TDE has had a huge year. And I think that that was my highlight of TDE for the year. I thought it was great. TDE is my favorite label, and Isaiah definitely brought something different to the table, and it threw a lot of people off. It wasn't what they were expecting.
1: Okay, so the MVP Lil Jetta coming in with some hot takes here. All right, I want to talk about your list, but first I'll highlight mine. Now, I want to say that I did. those of you that heard my top 20 albums of the year already know my top five, so I'm not going to state my reasons for having them in there but uh we will get back and discuss chris's reasons for his list in a second so just to put it out there in case you missed the top 20 albums of the year uh my number five was layers by royce the five nine number four was the life of pablo number three was coloring book by chance number two was do what thou wilt by absol and number one was tribe called quest thank you for your service we got it from here so that's my list uh first thing that stood out uh, with both of our lists is we both had do Thou Wilt, which all, although it it's getting a lot of critical claim like you said it did drop late in the year and I I just I think I think it's one though that like not every uh, section of rap fans are definitely going to embrace yeah so it's definitely kind of, not. it's kind of almost almost a controversial pick in some aspects
0: it's a lot easier to rock with it when you're already a fan of tde and even more when you're already a fan of Absol. yeah um it's a, it, it veered away from what Absol has tried before but because what Absol has tried before hasn't exactly always worked in his favor i think this is the best route that he could really go down actually
1: yeah i really like it and just to really quickly because i do want to throw my points out there on the out the reason I had it so high, and I assume Chris's reasons are the same. You can you can I- interrupt me and interject if you, you can, disagree. You can add us, but, or don't add us, actually. <laughs> but um, my, my feelings towards it were it was just everything was so scientific. Like his wordplay, his delivery was off the charts. Like I mean, it, this is an, an insanely lyrical album, and he has these crazy concepts, and he's and the the. <clears throat> The production and the mixing was the best I've heard since To Butterfly, which may be a very hot take, but yeah. production-wise, this album was beautiful. Awesome. And, uh, and he even said so in interviews that like Pimp Butterfly really inspired him to make sure all the mixing was right and uh, very, very scientific. In fact, the album was delayed four times, he said, because of mixing issues and him wanting to get everything right. And I think it definitely paid off in the long haul there's not anything on here that doesn't sound clean that doesn't sound crisp and i think when you have that combined with all the crazy and heavy concepts he has combined with the lyrical ability that's why i think it's a very very good album
0: yeah honestly and you know there's uh, there's it's plenty of people like you really need to keep an open mind when you listen to this album because like on the surface like for a regular your regular l- little listener your little yeah. your little yachty people and your little uzi vert is the top in the game type of shit like those pit you know they're gonna listen to it and they'll be like oh you know he's a uh, he's always offbeat this and that he really isn't he's doing something like he's playing it's not it's obviously intentional it's not like he's like throwing it he's not like he's just like put writing down whatever comes to his mind like he really like he knows what he's doing he plays a game with it he knows how to put yeah. everything into an exact place and everything belongs yeah right he
1: matches game. a lot with the what i noticed is he matches a lot with the oh, getting calls my phone's blown up here all right so <laughs> um no but i was gonna say it's like he plays with the drums and the snares a lot like yeah, like definitely. his his like his wordplay like it's something you have to listen to several times or just really really focus <laughs> and listen to to get those those flows that he has but yeah i agree Everything about this album is so technical, and as like as as a hip hop fan, like I really really appreciate that. So that's why that was um on, on our, my list, and I assume that's the same reason for you. Essentially. But, um, I wanted to talk about a a few things uh, of your list. So one is that you had Birds in the Trap sing McKnight on your list. Now that one you said was critically claimed. What was it about Birds in the Trap? That was so uh, that 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 stood out to you the most and made it a top five album for you.
0: Well, for one, it's for the most part listenable all the way through to the point where you won't skip a track. It's definitely one you can throw on shuffle or just go straight start to finish and not really want to skip anything. There's a lot of there's not really many low points to speak of on the album. Even the low points that could be considered low points, are really just him trying out a different style that he hasn't really done mm-hmm. before. And that's, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's trial and error, and that's how it works with every artist, you know? Um, but a big reason was because you can take this album and you can sit, you can listen to it by yourself and like try and like, just get lost in the vibes, or you can listen to it at a party and have it as background music. It really works in any situation, which is a big reason that I think that um, Travis Scott made this super successful.
1: Yeah, that's actually an awesome point. I think with Birds in the Trap. Now I had it eleventh, and I know that my friends like Sam Van Camp, Tom, they're gonna get at my head for that. So I apologize to you guys. But uh, no, the, I agree with I agree with everything you're saying. Like it's it's a very versatile album. Like not only not only musically, but just in in the settings you can listen to it in. Like every album, for the most part, has certain settings you listen to it in and whether you pick that up subconsciously or consciously uh it it is true with a with a lot of with a lot of music nowadays and so this this album is one that you can listen to like late at night when you're like just chilling by yourself or you can have it on at a party and everybody can get hyped to it like it's very atmospheric and that's why i love it so much is the atmo- he cr- he really creates like an atmosphere and a vibe. Yeah,
0: he really creates his own space and you know, the production on this really sets a vibe and it's, it's yeah. very beautiful. Like I don't know, his, the producers that he rounded up for this have been outstanding. Like the beats on this are some of the best I've heard all year.
1: Yeah. I agree. Where where it fell short for me from being a top 5 was just um was just the lyrical ability, which I know is um I know is kind of a double standard to hold Travis to because, you know, He is like a Kanye where it's more about production than it is about lyricism. And, you know, you kind of got it. Sometimes you got to give and take. But to me, there was there was just well there was well, was a collection of good songs and there were a few pretty, pretty good songs. It's just to me, I think uh, the the albums above the list were either more consistent or had higher highs to me. Yeah. So that's totally fair. And, and to, be, to be totally real with you, like the, the 11 through 5 range has some separation, but not really much in terms of in terms of my preference. And so the last thing I wanted to get to was Sun's ray number one. Now that is eight on my list, Chris. You know I love it and I know you obviously love it putting it number one. So make the case for why this album is number one and why everyone should, if they have not listened to it, they should.
0: So, to start, it is by far one of, if not the most diverse album of the year. Um, Isaiah comes with multiple, multiple different styles. uh, He's got some more golden age type shit. He's got some more, he's got a lot of trap, you know, a lot of things along the trap sector. Um... You know, and he really, like, he does a good way of making it all still very, very coherent. Everything that he tries out, he has very inventive flows. He has a very, very unique voice. Like, there's so many things that just make this album stand out to me, you know. And not to mention, which I think is one of the biggest um, cases you can make about this album, is that he sheds a new light on the the idea of mumble rap. Where, you know, it's not, he although himself is mumbling, isn't giving in to the lyrical ability of the other mumble rappers. He's still bringing actual content to the table while producing it in, like, you know, a flow that normally will, like, tend to an audience maybe younger. Yeah. You know, like, all, all these supposed mumble raps, like, it's, it's not, I'm not comparing it to a Lil Yachty project or a Lil Uzi Vert project whatsoever, but he definitely does a good job of, like, taking having those qualities yeah, yeah having those qualities and taking two different districts of hip-hop and kind of putting it into one
1: yeah i agree with that i agree with that i think i think that this album is a huge out well well it's not well it's number eight on my list it is a very i think important album for hip-hop especially in 2016 because i think it i think it shows to a lot of the people there are there are old heads out there and even even people from our generation like myself who, who don't really care for mumble rap um my my point with this is that I think that this album like erases that stigma of mumble rap being negative. Now, not all mumble rap is good. I'm not saying that. This is just one album. But what I'm saying is that you can't act like mumble rap can't be artistic because this album is very soulful. It's not mumble rap over some trap beats. It's I mean, the trap pre- is present, but it's, it's a, very it's, soulful, it's, yeah, emotional it's more,
0: beats. It, it's a more of a soulful trap. It's not like... It's not like your average, you know, Atlanta Future, pro- yeah. Atlanta producers and stuff, which is, you know, actually an interesting uh, point to make because uh, Isaiah is from Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, it's it's interesting the route that he went down considering all his peers are on this whole trap wave and they really don't have much content to their music, but Isaiah decided to veer from that and kind of do his mm. own thing. So I think that that really, which I think has a lot to do with the influence of TDE.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh I actually thought he was from Tennessee, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm mistaken. But yeah, I know he's, regardless, I know he's from the South. So yeah, so he's around that, you know, that region of, of hip hop. And so anyways, uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you before we move on from this, no life of Pablo on your list when that seems like, that seems like almost like a given for top, like, it seems like coloring book and life of Pablo, as far as hip hop albums go are like almost given top fives like I see them on almost every list uh so why did you why did you essentially leave uh Life of Pablo out
0: um well it's not it didn't really have to do I I don't have anything against the album it it actually made my top five on the last um one the Mm -hmm. last edition of this um it was really just it wasn't that Life of Pablo disappointed me it was that there was a lot of other things that exceeded life of pablo in my eyes okay you know what i'm saying it's not that it i took it it's not like it it would have made my top 10 let's put it that way because it still was very it was a controversial album this year it was a very big deal it ended up and i mean he's kanye really created something with it and did something different with the whole you know uh ever changing concept you know which is really cool but i mean there were a couple things like you know, I think the lows on the life of Pablo are pretty low lows. Like I don't, there some of some of the points in the album were very unentertaining to me, but the highs were very high highs. You know, so yeah. really it just got replaced with albums that had less low points for me.
1: Okay, that that's very fair. I actually was gonna I actually was gonna bring that up because I agree with I agree with your stance on that. Well, well, I don't think there are necessarily um, very low moments that like don't have my interest but i i agree with you that there are some low moments on that album and i agree that all the albums you had above it were more consistent with that but to me why it made my list is just those highs i think they were some of the highest of the year yeah you know definitely. what i mean like i mean like waves real friends is a very hard hitting song uh no more parties in la fade is great you know what i mean like it just the highs to me were so part 2 and father stretch oh, My yeah, hands of course. you know so I mean, it had so many highs. It had a lot of highs. Like, like a lot of that album is some of the highest moments of of 2016. Like, I had I had my top 100 playlist, uh, which never came to fruition because of once again because of Apple. But um, I was I was putting my list together, and in my list, I think I had like six or seven songs off that album from the top 100 for the top 100 hip hop songs of the year that I heard. Right. So I I think. I think that's ultimately why I got it on my list is because I don't think any other album other than like maybe Major Key had that kind of prevalence and that kind of dominance as far as uh, as far as the highest go. But anyways, um, we started off positive, so let's kind of let's kind of get into some negative. Uh, we'll get back to positives in a minute, but let's get back to negative. So or let's get to negative. So disappointments of the year.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you start this one.
1: Okay, you're gonna let me start this one, all right? You know, because so,
0: it's my podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's your. It might as well be with all the features you got on this one.
0: Jetta Sports Corner. <laughs> Jetta Sports Corner.
1: Strictly, strictly Jetta. Stri- strictly Hatchback Hip Hop. <laughs> strictly Hatchback Hip Hop. Uh, inside jokes, man, inside jokes. Okay, so um, my disappointments were, I I had a few. Um, let's start with let's start with the big one. Let's start with J Cole yeah okay. now don't
0: at us look we've had this discussion before it's not that it wasn't good but it could have been better
1: yeah exactly and uh for those of you that don't know shameless plug i'll plug myself on my own platform if you haven't we actually reviewed uh we actually reviewed for your eyes only so cough, you can cough. check that out Cough 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 subscribe yeah, cough, better cough, check, check that, that out, shit out. Uh, Cough,
0: follow me on soundcloud <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so um with with for your eyes only i just to me to sum up my my thoughts on it were it had a lot of great moments i love the concept because as chris knows and as a lot of my listeners know like, i am a fan of that um whole like gangster story with a good heart type uh character <clears throat> and so he does that character and i just i don't think he necessarily he, at times he really hits that character at other times he doesn't and as far as the story goes, it, it doesn't flow well, and it just—it seems like there's just—it it seems like he's jumping in and out of the story. The production's kind of just well, it's good, it's not great, and so I, th- there's just a few problems with it that I have. It's just—it's just a lot of just to sum it up, it's inconsistent, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and I also agree with that. You know, because there's like for to give an example. Um, you have a song like Immortal, where he is literally sing- signifying to the fullest that he is in the place and the shoes of this drug dealer, yeah. of this much as he does in um, A Tale of Two Cities. Yeah. Um, but then he, you go to a song like Neighbors, where that is an actual story about J. Cole that he pulled out of his life. That actually happened recently, which could very well mean that it happened after this person even was alive. So yeah. you know, it really like that that's totally like that that could have been completely taken out of the album, dropped as a single and made it on its own. And you know, like so yeah. there's just certain points that don't completely connect the story. The content isn't all there throughout the entire album.
1: Yeah, and I think even when he's even when he's in the shoes of the character, there's there's only a few times where I really feel like I'm in the shoes of the character and it's immortal. It's change. It's uh it's for your eyes only. Mm-hmm. You know, those are really the the only songs where I really feel like I'm in that character's shoes. Right. Um. So that was my problem with it. It's not bad. It made my top twenty list, so it's on my top twenty list um, of albums of the year. So it's not. It's far from terrible, but it's just far from great as well. And and as a fan of Cole, I have a high standard for J. Cole, and I just believe that. You know, if, if he's gonna be called the best in the game, like some people think then you know he's got to deliver a really good album and he wasn't even close to that so that was hugely disappointing um another one i wanted to bring up was uh was macklemore this unruly mess i made so this one i was probably one of the last few macklemore fans on the planet <laughs> <laughs> and, True and, that. and one of the only reasons i was a fan of macklemore is because when he has those like songs with very social uh he with social awareness and perspective those very conscious songs are very great Macklemore always does a very great job and i don't think i i don't think it's it's weird he gets too much credit by some but not enough credit overall it, when it comes to those songs but he just completely releases rel, er, erases sorry all his credibility with songs like uh i forget the song on there i think it's like the third or fourth song on on the record this one really messed up made where he's like Where he brings his cat on the mic and his cat meows and he's like my cat's got more bars than you like i mean this is some (laughs) of this is some of the corniest shit like i could not make up how corny he was at at points in this album uh so again there was only like to sum it up my thoughts were there was only like three good songs on the entire album and they were great i really liked white privilege too i really liked uh light tunnel i thought that was an awesome intro um he, he was talking about you know the uh the 2012 grammys where he beat kendrick or 2013 grammys where he beat kendrick for the uh for the album of the year because that's really where the controversy and the macklemore hate really started um and so so that was a cool like point to start from for the album but then after that the album just really lost lost its uh lost its footing and downtown was okay too i thought but Anyways,
0: I, I have nothing to say about it. I didn't yeah. listen to it, and yeah. it still won't. So. And I
1: and I won't tell you to listen to it, Chris. <laughs> Chris, I tell Chris to listen to like fifty albums, and yeah, this will not be one of them. That I, I tell you to listen.
0: Yeah, to. I'm stubborn when it comes to it.
1: Yeah, it's all good. You're gonna listen to Davies one day, and layers yeah, and layers. Yeah, we'll see. Uh we'll see. Yeah. Uh, all right, so, um, I think I think one one more I want to bring up, which I'm sure this is on your list, and then you can bring up anything that you thought was disappointing. ASAP FERC. Yeah. Yeah. This was beyond disappointing. This was terrible. And I wasn't even an ASAP Ferg fan to begin with. I thought, you know, like, work and songs were that. Like, we're, we're okay, but...
0: Right. And see, that's a different perspective, too, because I thought Trap Lord was awesome. It was a great album. It had a lot of good songs on it. It was listenable all the way through. And he poured out a lot of emotion on it. This was just a mess of ununified cornball anthems. Like, this is, like, (laughs) literally, like, I even went and saw him in concert, and he wasn't even that entertaining. Uh, Tory Lanez outperformed him, and that's saying something. Like, come on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really, he, he really did not deliver with this. You know, I've always had a huge respect for ASAP. I've been a fan of the whole ASAP mob for a long time. You know, and I loved ASAP Rocky's newer album. I thought it was great. I loved all of ASAP Rocky's work. And even previous work of Ferg, but this really just, it was a mess, honestly. It it was a complete miss by him. He had no there, was no, there was a couple highlights, a couple decent songs that I could vibe to, but it really overall was not even worth, I haven't picked it up since probably a couple weeks after it came out.
1: Yeah, I, you know? would, I would agree with that. It, it probably didn't make a week, it probably wasn't, I probably never listened to it again after 10 days of... Uh, right, after of its release. And you uh, know... He still ahead.
0: like he still he had a collab with Skrillex on there like come on dude we the the Skrillex collabs are up like the G, yeah. no one no one wants that anymore man like <laughs> sorry bro go go yeah. fucking get get some producing credits from Dre or something like you gotta step your game up which at some apparently
1: point. apparently it's funny you mentioned that um always strive and prosper 2 is on the way and Dr Dre and Alchemist are working with him which that- whatever Dr Dre scene in this album I do not get. Yeah, exactly. I do not get but Dre is a god, and he knows more about music than I will ever know. So And Alchemist is a very, yeah. very dope producer, too. So yeah. I'm
0: actually interested to see what happens from it. Hopefully he'll uh, tap a little back into his Trap Lord roots and uh, not fuck up.
1: Yeah, I think he just kind of tried to go too pop with it. Yeah, I, I, a little
0: too pop, a little too mainstream, a little too this new Drake club hop thing. He had a couple songs that were a little too on the verge of that shit. And like I said, there were still a couple good songs off of it. Some of it's a
1: little listenable, but overall... <laughs> there was, in my opinion, one good song on it, and it was only good because Q gave a show-stopping verse on that song, "Let It Bang." Mm-hmm. That what? that verse was one of the like most underrated slash forgotten verses of the year. Yeah, which "Let Q It Bang" came let, in. "Let It
0: Bang" was a pretty dope song. Yeah. That "New Level" song with Future just got my fucking nerd. That was, o- nerve that was that, okay to me, and yeah. then the
1: rest the rest to me was literally garbage. It was the one song I liked was "Let It Bang," and then oh, "New Level" was okay, and then the rest trash i will never listen to anything else off that album again never so, so we put
0: in one of those like anvil falling sound yeah. Effects. <laughs> yeah you know what
1: i'm saying hit the button hit the button uh, all right so those were those were my those are my disappointments i have a few other ones like future um future's evil i don't think that one was that great i just i feel like he just kind of he kind of with future he just kind of tried to go like too dark and moody with it and to me like it just it just didn't it didn't work with me with evil
0: um yeah evil wasn't exactly it it wasn't as exciting but like you know uh, for me personally as like i i didn't become a fan of future really until what a time to be alive which i really like that album actually that was one of my favorites of, of that uh period but uh you know future like I'm not really too excited about Future albums. I didn't I've never listened to DS1 or DS2. Like Future just doesn't he doesn't have enough content to keep me interested all the time. Yeah. Like he's a great feature. Yeah, he's a great feature and a great single artist, you know, like, yeah. dro- like as far as dropping singles and even like I mean his collab with DJ Esco, I think that's another one of his strong suits like with is like with Yeah, wor- working not even just working with Esco, but working with collabing with people whether it's through production or through actual uh, Verses and
1: shit, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, um, I'm still a fan of Future. Uh, still had some some hard songs on there, but overall it's just kind of blah, kind of no forgettable. Time, they ain't no time. Yeah, they that, that time. was that there was, was a really couple hard. Good songs yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that was really hard. That actually made my top 100 list as well. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's really as far as my as my disappointments go that that um that I have. Do you have any more disappointments you want to throw out there?
0: Um, I'll shed a little light, like. I'm not going to go into it because I honestly haven't given it enough of a listen, but from what I heard out of Cody's new album, I'm not very impressed. And I feel like everyone's going to come at me for that, and everyone yeah. always does anytime I'm like I'm not a, I'm not a very big fan of Cody and like I never am saying like oh fuck Cody, I'm I'm always peaceful about it. I'm like
1: you can you can't, know, you can't- you can't criticize Cuddy. Exa- you really can't.
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah, exactly. But it's like it's, I'm just not a personal fan of him, and everyone yeah. always shits theirself whenever yeah. they fucking hear that. Like, I don't really like him. I didn't really like Man on the Moon. I don't really like this album. There's a couple good songs off of it. The Andre features are cool. The Pharrell features are yeah. cool. But overall, I don't, I don't really think Cuddy is the greatest that everyone thinks that he is. That's my own personal opinion, though. Yeah. You can add me for that one.
1: Yeah, you can add him for that one and you'll probably get the block real quick. Skirt skirt. <laughs> All right, so um that was our disappointments. Now, before we get back to positives, I do want to take this time to announce that the Strictly Hip Hop podcast now has its first official sponsor, Anti Forever USA Clothing. Pew, pew, pew. Now, they are a great group of people. I know them. I know I know the people that run them and um Let's, let's
0: give a shout out real quick to uh, R.J. Yeah, Quinton R.J. and the First Lady of Anti Lily.
1: Yes, shout out to all three of them. Um, they are they are huge supporters of mine as well as um, and they're doing dope things with the clothes. Um, so, anyways, they just launched their site a couple months ago. Go and check now, it out. And now, yeah, and now they they just put up the pre-orders for clothing. And so I wanted to let you guys know that if you guys use the code anti 2017 that's a n t i 2017 no space just a capital a and if you use that code you get 20 percent off your purchase and it goes till january 8th and order orders are being shipped out in about in about two weeks now i and i ordered something already off of it I ordered the the nice white windbreaker, and um, they got a nice range of options. They got cool hats, they got long sleeves, they got hoodies, they got they got uh, windbreakers. They they got a nice wide range of clothing, and uh, it's really it's really dope, man. It's a very I,
0: dope brand, a very dope. They they're really good people. The message behind the brand is also very dope. I like it. Go go and read the about section on the website; it may give you some insight. Um, and you can find that also. So you have the URL at shopantiusa.com.
1: Yes, shopantiusa.com. I will put a link in the podcast for you guys to check out. Um, Anyways, they they are the new and the first and new sponsors of Strictly Hip Hop. So shout out to Anti. They're doing great things and they're coming with more clothing even uh, very soon. So they're coming with clothing now. You can pre-order now and again uh, purchases will ship in about two weeks cue the applause cue the applause and so back to the podcast wow that was my first ever um ad promotion plug thing if moving you, on up yeah moving on up the world be global baby so let's get let's give back to let's get let's get the biggest winner of 2016 that's one i really want to hit so the biggest winner of 2016 we're going to kind of break the rules because traditionally and I don't even think this is breaking the rules but especially when you're the rule maker on your own show but as far as as far as this goes uh I've seen I've seen a lot of people do biggest winner 2016 in hip hop and they do people but for this one I think Chris you can do anything you can do no holds bar you can do a label you can do you know a group a duo whatever um just any particular thing and who was the biggest winner of 2016 hip-hop
0: okay so i'm not going to declare a full winner i don't like it you know it's hard enough to pick a favorite album let alone somebody who's hit the hardest this year but there's definitely a couple people i want to touch on that i think are in the running for the top spot okay um I'm going to start by saying even though not in my personal opinion but the people's choice Drake. Drake has definitely had a fucking rock solid year. He's released a lot of singles, had a lot of buzz, publicity, yeah. um, you know, and plus views. People really really rocked with it. It was a lot of people, you got a great reception. I liked it too, not my favorite, but I thought it was I thought it was great. Probably would have made my top 20. Um so Drake's had a great year. Kanye has had a very yet again publicly uh, fraternizing year. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, definitely had his ups and downs throughout the year with his album. And then with the whole Kim K thing and his whole, you know, but a which, very
1: strong comeback, which, which yeah, Pablo.
0: isn't necessarily, you know, towards the end, not winning as much, but publicly and the amount of buzz that he's gotten over the year with just whether it's ups or just downs in hip hop. Yeah. yeah, definitely has, uh, been a big year for him. And I think this is what me and you will agree on is that I think TDE really has had the best year in hip hop as a label, an entire label all together. They've had everyone except J-Rock. correct me if I'm wrong, two people, J Rock and SZA, drop this year, which is very that's you know that's not a lot of time. Like, yeah,
1: and they even had one person drop that we don't know yet, but their album is out and apparently they're signed to TDE, and we don't even know who it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, Top said, you know, there's somebody who he'll announce in 2017. That that dropped an album, which why you would drop an album and then get announce the signing and get the support is beyond me. But you know, they, they know they've never been traditional. Yeah, and um, uh, but real quickly though, I did want to I did want to hit on a few things um, b- before we get back to Top Dog. Uh, another one I think we have to mention absolutely, and I agree, and I will never fault anybody for saying that it was their year. In fact, I was on another podcast where I agreed saying this is the biggest winner twenty sixteen. And it was because it was a person. And to me, it's Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper, there were people like me this time last year. I hated Chance the Rapper.
0: Yeah, it took me a long time to convince the boy.
1: Yeah, and you didn't even convince it. Ultralight Beam convinced me when he took me to church on that verse. I know, but Still I, one of the best I was verses. trying to
0: convince you. Maybe that's just going to happen with Roast to five, nine and layers.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's going to happen. And no, but I mean, he went from, he went from like a really, a really... Um, relatively known guy with a with a strong solid fan base Definitely. to becoming a superstar he's on jimmy fallon like twice or three times this year he's on good morning america ellen yeah ellen and I mean, he's an a-list celebrity he's selling at out point. yeah he's selling out tours he rewrote the kit kat jingle which is like the first time they've done that in 40 years i don't know why i know that but i've seen it somewhere so it's stuck in my mind but, yeah, so, I mean, he's just had this crazy successful year. Oh, of course, him and his dad went to the White House uh, mm-hmm. to meet Obama Pulled up to and the, all on that. On their presidential yeah, shit. Yeah, some, uh, some dinner some dinner gathering or whatever. The
0: presidential residential. But
1: um, one thing I think, I think is another person you touched on is Drake. And I think, although I wouldn't agree that Drake won 2016, I can definitely see the argument for it because he got streamed a billion times, one billion times, his album—that's album. a lot of streams. That's a lot of streams. That's a lot of streams, and also, I mean, just think the album's been out like what, like eight, nine months, and so he got a billion streams in like eight, nine months, and then on top of that, he had views was a set a record for, or ti- I believe it tied, maybe it broke. I'm not entirely sure, but I believe it tied a record for most consecutive weeks at number one for a hip-hop album and that was nine in the first he was a he tied eminem marshall mathers lp and so that was incredible and then he lost it and then he got it back for another three weeks after that so i believe he spent in total i think it was either 12 or 13 weeks as the number one album of 20 of 2016 of hip-hop which is extremely significant. extremely crazy um just a crazy billboard record uh so he did a, He did a great job with that, and so he had he had a great year. He he came in and he had a great year. But yeah, I agree with you. The winner is Top Dog Entertainment. Shout out my guy Will Gill because I know he's gonna at me when he hears this because he he talks about how big of a TDE fan I am. And you know what? You're right. When you have that much talent and that many good albums dropped, you had Blank Face. That was near my top five. That was like number six or seven for me, and then. You have Sun's Tyre, which was number eight. Do What Thou wilt, which was number two. Kendrick Lamar, an album of B-sides, was one of the hottest albums of the year. It was 13 for me, It was, and it easily could have been top ten. Plus, they dropped their new
0: up-and-comer Lance Skywalker, who, although I'm not a great fan... I am. Uh, I have reason to believe that J Rock is Lance Skywalker. Yes. Don't at me on that either. That's the fucking truth. Yeah. Whether very, you like it or very not. Very
1: hot take. Very hot take. Very hot take. We're
0: dropping. Uh, we're dropping
1: bombs. We're here. dropping inside industry knowledge cloth talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, so um, J J Rock slash Lance Skywalker, sure, he um, he dropped an album too, and. Yeah, I mean, it was just crazy, and and not to mention TDE as a whole, because let, let's talk about how Q had that very amazing verse on Ferg's album, and then Kendrick, Kendrick dominated this year by verses, like, he was, he, he his year was incredible, I think he was a, the underrated winner of 2016, because he delivered, like, 10 or 13 show-stopping verses all throughout the year. And it was like it was something we haven't seen since like Lil Wayne in two thousands. Like it was it was incredible. Uh, Holy Key and the the two best verses of the year go to Kendrick in my opinion, which were Holy Key and that part Black Hippie remix. I mean, he really
0: yeah that verse was absolutely fucking out of this world.
1: Yeah, and so. I mean they they just they really they really hit a home run in 2016. I mean, Kendrick mean, a lot of,
0: Kendrick had a lot of other great verses. Goosebumps was yeah. one of the what would have been one of my probably top 20 songs of the year. Like I and, and you know he uh what else did he have? He had uh, his feature on the Sun's Tirade.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, what's what, wrong what's yeah. wrong?
0: that was another good one like Kendrick has really pulled through this year honestly more than he has in the past it's been va- oh and uh really dope
1: yeah, really dope was Which- hard yeah I mean literally every every feature he was on he he snapped i mean he he did his thing and he like every, pretty much every except for two of them in my opinion, there was only two features where he came on and he wasn't the best and that's something that's very like hard and very uh very difficult to do. So he did a great job there. And so overall, I think when you encompass all of these things, not to mention Q selling out blank faces, like one of the biggest tours of the year and like doing the best numbers of the year. I think TDE is very well and very reasonably the winner of the year of 2016. I think they just I think, damn, I think they ran shit. They dropped they dropped three amazing albums and they dropped a fourth, a fourth that was a B-size that was still pretty amazing. So, an incredible year by Top Dog. I agree, and you agree, that it is the biggest winner of 2016. Alright, so um, let's kind of move on and do some kind of forward thinking, if you will. Okay, so let's first start with the projects you missed in 2016 that you plan on going back to or you would like to ideally go back to. In your busy schedule, Lil Jetta?
0: Um, mm, mm, mm,
1: mm, Dave East. Kyrie Chanel, yes, sir. You'd probably like to hear that. Oh, I'd love to hear that. Now um, whether he actually does it is a whole other thing. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but we'll see.
0: Um is YG still brazy. Did not get around to that one either, which I heard I'm missing out apparently. So that's you something are. I'm definitely gonna have to um Very much missing out. Dip into. Shut shut up, out, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Run the Jewels three just dropped very recently. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. It is
1: on Christmas, I believe, right? Christmas Eve maybe. Christmas, yeah. Well, technically Christmas Day. I think it dropped at like, you know, midnight of Easter you know, standard. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I haven't heard Jeezy's album, which I actually heard from yesterday, one of my friends who doesn't even listen to rap music, that it was good, and I was like, uh, okay, uh, so there's... I'd also like to give Cuddy's album another chance, you know, I didn't really, like I said, I'm not really a huge fan of Cuddy, but I've heard good things about it, and I think it's definitely worth me going back and listening to it again. Also, recently I've been trying to get, wrap my head around Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition, which off first listen as it was for most people wasn't the most appealing for me at least which being a danny brown fan of the past that i was expecting something a little different but i'm definitely uh i definitely plan on going through and kind of drilling it into my head to try and wrap my head around the concepts that he was going for
1: okay okay so um i'll give you i'll give you some of my my projects that i missed slash you know just didn't get to whatever i talked about some of these on my top 20 album i plugged that a lot um recently just because it ties in but feel free to check that out once again uh, another shameless plug so um drum big baby drum uh you know it had some hits on there like of course broccoli you know and cha-cha and like all that so it had some it has some hits and so i do want to get back to it uh um another one another one that i really want to get to and i think this is the one that i will really get to out of if any of these is asap rock impossible kid because i have heard from so many people that it is just incredible the pe let, let me put it this way every single person who's heard that album that i know has said it's incredible so i i haven't heard one negative thing about it i just didn't get to it i fr- i don't even i think i honestly just missed when it dropped to be honest with you and i just never kind of caught it it was on my list for a while it's just um, this, like, second half of 2016 really picked up with, with releases. Yeah. And so it really kind of took off, and so that kind of got put on the back burner.
0: I want to I, I add that, too, actually, real quick, that I'd also like to check out Aesop Rock's album because I've actually known who he was for a long time before a lot of people did. I was listening to him on the way to on the bus in middle school, like, <laughs> long, long, long time ago. My brother had me into him. Shout out Tony Hawk for, show, for getting me hip to the fucking... <laughs> some of the best music of this generation. Don't at me. Uh, f- <laughs> um, Yeah, you fucking put out any song from any Tony Hawk game, i will tell you which one it's from. Don't fuck with me, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he takes his t- Tony Hawk shit thorough and serious. I do. Um. Okay, so uh, another one is Boss Too High to Riot. Now, I heard this one, maybe two times. I listened to it when it first dropped. I mean, it was that weekend and then I listened to it once or twice and I just did not care for it for whatever reason, but... People I really respect have said it's great, so you know maybe I'll give it another shot. Um, and then the last one is Young Thug Jeffrey. I have a lot of friends who like Young Thug, um, and so you know maybe I'll give that a shot. But as far as that goes, I I doubt I doubt that one. But I'll, I'll throw it on my list just to appease some of my some of my friends that listen to the podcast. Jeffrey, my name Jeff. <laughs> and so so that's so that's the projects we feel we missed in 2016 that we we plan on getting back to now let's look forward and so looking forward to 2017 hip-hop albums now i have a list in front of me of confirmed this is something that i whipped up real quick but i will assure you that these are all been confirmed either by the uh, actually no these all have been confirmed by the official artists that they are on the way and um you know but but to be fair, the, some of these were supposed to drop in 2016 that we didn't get. Hint, hint. Cough, cough. Push a T. <laughs> but uh, so I so don't hold me accountable. Hold the rapper accountable, man. This is a problem in hip hop. This is it's actually one of my biggest gripes of hip hop is we're we're too soft on release dates. They just throw dates out there and take them back like it's nothing. Anyways, end of end of mini rant. Let's get into the confirmed hip hop albums of 2017. So, we got, we got Legends dropping. We got OGs dropping. We got Eminem confirming an album. We got Nas confirming an album. We got Hove confirming an album. If we get an Eminem, Nas, and Hove album all in 2017...
0: It's going to shut down the internet. It's
1: going to shut down the internet. Maybe not, because maybe they won't know who they are. Yeah, the internet maybe it, generation. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. And, Nas,
0: uh, like the drink... Or, like, the shit on your car?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean that hyperspeed stuff? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I did some of that back uh, back when I was in the city. Oh,
1: yeah, that Tokyo (laughs) Drift stuff. Uh, Okay, Uh, another one I'm really, really excited for, DJ Khaled. And I'll get to why I'm excited to that later. Uh, But Big Sean, this one, has a release date and an album title. It's called I Decided, February 1st. He released two songs off of it, Moves and Bounce Back. But what did he decide, though? <laughs> you got to listen to the album to find out. That's the question. Speaking of Big Sean, 2088 Part 2, which is incredibly awesome. I loved. I love 2088, so I'm super, super geeked to hear that a 2088 2 is on the way.
0: I want to run it back real quick, actually. Big Sean also had a pretty big year. Yeah
1: as it is yeah um, he did, he, he, had did.
0: Tw- he had 2088 which was a big thing He's had a lot of really big singles holy b- key his verse yeah. on holy key was really holy good key. he had a couple songs on i mean he had the the other song on a major key too and then bounce back was a really good single that he just can kind of came out of nowhere too so
1: yeah i like to know more interviews too which i don't think is a cut from the record i think that was just a i'm pissed and i'm gonna make the song type thing yeah i remember that one but too. uh but yeah, um, actually, actually, uh, didn't we kind of talked off air? Didn't you say 2088 something you wanted to get back to?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I would like to get back to it. I only listened to it one time with you when we were in Canada. Um, <laughs> you feel me, in Grand Bend. Grand Bend. Shout out Grand Bend. Shout out. Shout out Grand Bend. Shout out the beer store. that got the shit out on a conveyor belt. You feel me, cuz <laughs> they got
1: beer on a conveyor belt, bro. Everyone in Canada is like, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's official out there. Um, okay, but back to the list. Uh, John Connor, that's a name that you you might not know but you should know, I'll get to that Dave East he dropped Kyrie Chanel which was kind of like to compare it, it was like a section 80 Kendrick Lamar where it was like, not in terms of the, the content of the album, just the situation of the album, it's basically a mixtape that was released and kind of promoted as an album as like a very uh, or it's basically an album released for free as a as a huge motivation for uh and like a huge um i don't know hype, hype and suspense builder for the debut album so that's kind of what it is um that schoolboy q he took to instagram saying you know he, he sent in some interviews that he was that he was going to come out with the album every two years because he's raised a daughter or whatever but like a, a week or two ago on instagram he put he put fuck a break album drop in 2017 so, Q's uh, back in the works. Uh, hoping
0: big, hoping to get a Kendrick album. Let yeah. me just throw that in there, too, because although Kendrick takes a long time to work...
1: It's untit- been 2015, yeah, March. Untitled, it's been a
0: while. Untitled and mastered, we're not going to count because that was a B-side, so it probably only it took It was a record m- he had, so... It, yeah, it probably only took him a total of maybe... A, a mo- week. Um, could have been a week, could have been maybe like a month to throw together. It wouldn't have been yeah. too much work, especially since it's unmastered.
1: Yeah, exactly. He didn't even <laughs> spend time mastering it. Yeah. Um, Big Boy from Outcast. That's now he d- says it's a solo album, but we dropped, we got Daylight Soul, and we got a Tribe Called Quest. and we got a Tribe Called Quest album. How the fuck are we not gonna get an Outcast album? I
0: know. Come That's on. That's
1: all I'm gonna say. It ain't like any of y'all are dead. Y'all still alive. Get the album done. <laughs> get the album done.
0: <laughs> yeah, y'all still y'all still alive. What you gotta stop
1: for? Exactly, man. Uh, they gotta, they gotta come back with an out. That was actually a great storyline of twenty sixteen. To a sub storyline was the comeback of a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, the previous generation rappers and, were successfully released too.
0: And the downfall of a lot of rappers, such as uh, Soldier Boy.
1: Soldier Boy,
0: <laughs> Soldier Boy is just like he, dude. He's like. Drowning in his own career, <laughs> he's trying to start a beef with that. That was in
1: so out of left off topic, uh, field that hit that I don't know where to go with that. But I know, but I'm just I, I had
0: to mention something about it because he's had such a stupid outlash of beefs for lay, no-
1: lay on the couch vent,
0: bro. When you shut up, <laughs> but when you fucking beefing <laughs> with Shia LaBeouf, something got to be said about it, dog.
1: Come on, man, you
0: beefing with Shia LaBeouf? Tell him to go true. dig a hole or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not think of all the things that were gonna happen on this podcast. I did not think that a reference to holes was gonna happen. Yeah,
0: exactly. My man's be- my man's beefing with a uh, dude from Transformers. My man's beefing. <laughs> He's beefing with even
1: Stevens. Even Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are dying over here. So, uh, another. I gotta. I gotta get back to this list, man. All right. So, uh, a few more real quickly. Chance the Rapper's set he's a, a releasing a book as well as a debut album i don't know if they correlate but he's doing both cool for chance uh 12 push a t push a t's supposed to drop king push it was said to drop feb get this february of this year where is it at this is almost actually this is worse than j cole yeah. This is worse than J. Cole. It don't matter. Push though. a T, you are terrible with release dates. He's still
0: on better timing than Detox though. He got like ten years till he gotta pass that shit up.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. So you're not the worst, but you're far from the best, pusha T. And J Rock. Now J Rock, you can argue that he did drop an album in 2017. He, he was he was on the board.
0: Under the alias of Lance Skywalker.
1: Yeah, which my theory on Lance Skywalker is we all know that we all know that J. Rock got in like a crazy accident, motorcycle accident. I think that he hit his head really hard and developed split personality disorder, and <laughs> Lance Skywalker is just uh, an alternative. And I think J. Rock doesn't even know that he's Lance Skywalker, <laughs> <laughs> and Lance Skywalker doesn't know he's J. Rock. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so we were supposed to get that in 2016, but uh, Top confirmed that it is coming in 2017. Also, Sciza, she's not rap, but she's part of TDE, um, and she always has amazing rap features. Yeah, so. still a part of the hip-hop community Yeah, still part of the hip-hop community nonetheless, kind of like a Beyonce. She's kind of ushered in, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's
0: mine.
1: (laughs) So that, so that's my list. So Chris, give me a few uh, that you are most excited for. Well, the
0: fact that Chance is about to drop his debut album. If he's been releasing all the music he's released so far for free, I can't even imagine what he's about to come with when he's actually charging money for it. Because he's obviously, it's it's gotten to a point where I really don't think Chance is going to be is going to disappoint, honestly, with the way that he works and the way that his music but always But can he is. top Coloring
1: Book, though? That was so groundbreaking. Yeah, Colour- Coloring
0: Book was a groundbreaking album. It was a very, it, I mean, it was it definitely far left. Definitely, it, like, took Kanye's gospel style to, like, a whole new level. You know, yeah. but uh, I definitely I mean, I think it's very possible because that's everybody said the same thing about acid rap, too. Nobody thought he was going to be able to top that. And I think that he did with coloring books. So uh, let's yeah. see what he happens. I mean, honestly, with the way that Chance works, it seems like he does nothing but grow. So let's see what happens. I'm really excited for that. Very um true. I'd like to see what this Eminem album brings, because I grew up on Eminem. I always listened to him. I haven't too much in the past, probably about four years or so. I didn't really like Marshall Mathers LP two. It didn't appeal to me. I don't even think I've ever listened to it all the way through. Aside from "Bad Guy," was a really good song. Bad Guy, I re- was incredible. Yeah, I re- One of my favorite I, yeah, Eminem songs ever. Great song. Um, and uh, see, like I didn't even like "Love Game" on that album. Like I, I did. I'm that was know.
1: that was very clever. That was very clever. Uh, I was showing K-Lo it the other day. Shout out K-Lo. The uh, if if there was the if infamous. there was a runner if there was a runner up for MVP it was K-Lo. The infamous. The, the infamous, the infamous, the one and only Kayla Mitchell, the um, god.
0: Okay, so a big boy album, that would also be very, very cool. My brother used to have me on Outcast a lot when I was younger. So really, I'm looking forward. I'm to I'm, the OGs. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting a lot of like OG releases this year. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be really dope if we had this whole like year of like a new wave of the golden age of the. Of yeah. the of the generation prior.
1: Like a like yeah, like a comeback golden age from, you know, the previous generation. Yeah, That'd be that, wild. That can blow some of these whack rappers out the water. Even though Shia
0: LaBeouf's already doing that, but I'm
1: mean, <laughs> shit. Uh. <laughs> but uh no. Okay, so I'm gonna start by saying I'm extremely, extremely excited for this entire list and I could I could talk for extensive time about how excited I am for each one of these Uh, I am super geeked for each one of these, as I mentioned, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into it, uh, I'm not gonna get into everyone, I'm only gonna, I'm gonna try and limit myself to a few. So first, going down the list in order of the list, uh, DJ Khaled, I'm very excited for him, because I think that, well, well, his last album had, let's say, I'll say I liked eight of the 14 tracks, okay, so, um, so you know overall it wasn't like it wasn't amazing but the songs he delivered on those 8 songs were pretty pretty amazing and what's cool about DJ Khaled is he literally made that whole album was made made a track for each demographic of or each type of hip hop fan Right. You know, you had the pop ones with "Do You Mind." You had the you had the club ones with "For Free," and you know some other. Some yeah, other the tra- the, you had the real the, trap ones. Yeah, you had the hip you had the hip hop head one with Busta Rhymes, Jada Kiss, Fab. You know, you yeah, know which so, I
0: even think that was that the reason I think that track was really cool, even though this is a little off topic, but. Um, it was like it, they took like a trap style and like applied it to like these old heads, which I think was really cool because like the beat isn't exactly like your average, school, your yeah. average old school beat. It's definitely got a newer style to it. It's got the it's the the tempo and the beats on it are yeah. like I don't know. It's a, the the way that it hits is definitely different from stuff that I think they've done before, and they really delivered
1: on it. Yeah. So my point with D J Khaled is like we all know that he's he's in all these commercials and TV appearances. And he his Snapchat is popping. It's probably like I think it is statistically speaking like the biggest Snapchat pretty much like account to follow. And I skip his stories with, anyway. With that, with that, I I watch him from time to time. Sometimes it's too much. You know, you can't watch every single snap Khaled ever posts. I know you just, can't. Your brain, you will
0: have a fried brain.
1: But it's with DJ Khaled. He is so big now that it is a thing to be on a DJ Khaled album. Like like his list his list was so star-studded last year and now his popularity is so big that i personally think he could get any artist alive that he wants on on a song if he believes that they fit the vision and so so just with that i think i think he's going to top the list of 2016 uh um uh, his holy key or sorry major key album i i think he's really going to top that list and that list had jay-z twice that had future a bunch of times that had kendrick that had j cole that had who j cole didn't do anything in 2016 besides that song and released 20 or for your eyes only and the two singles so that's all j cole did that year and he still got cole uh he got you know as Kiss, fab fat joe busta rhymes like he got all these big names he got pretty much every big name in 2016 minus like kanye west and some other um names and chants and stuff but he can now get anyone he wants, I believe. So I think I think he can really make a album of just crazy, crazy records, crazy powerful records. Uh, so I'm super excited for Khaled, John Connor. Now I said I promised I'd shine some light on John John Connor. Now for those of you that don't know, he's a Flint rapper. Uh, he's he's a rapper from Flint, Michigan, and yeah, I, I followed him. I've shot. I've followed him for a long time, and. He, he is he's one of the most like humble and inspiring dudes. I really love his music. Go check out his mixtape catalog. He has a super super strong mixtape catalog and uh, basically he signed to Aftermath a couple years ago and now he's just getting ready to debut his um or release his debut album under Dr. Dre. It's executive produced by Dr. Dre. So this is why you guys should check out this album. Let's let's go over the debut album's Executive Produced by Dr. Dre. Let's, let's just go over them um so starting with you know death row you had the chronic okay one of the best albums ever doggy style easily one of the best albums ever you have and then we and then we go to the aftermath phase you had the slim shady LP an instant classic and incredible incredible album get rich or die trying that is a classic too 50 cent 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying, man, I grew up on that album. That album's incredible. Good Kid, Mad City, Kendrick Lamar, classic album. The Game, documentary, classic album, which I just got the CD in the mail the other day. So shout out that album because that album's incredible. Uh, but anyways, I mean, so look at that list. There are Those are all classics. So you're telling me that an executive album produced by Dre and it's a debut for a guy like John Connor, who you can argue is not the least talented of all those MCs I named, considering, not not overall, of course, but considering like at the time of the album release, you can argue that Connor was better than a few of those dudes, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that. So you're telling me that this album can't be at least really good, if not one of the best releases of the year? You're kidding yourself. John Connor, Vehicle City. Dropping sometime in 2017, gonna be incredible. Next is Dave East. This is the last one I want to shout out, um, and then we'll and then we'll get on and wrap up the podcast because we're getting kind of long. We're getting around an hour. So with Dave East, Chris Chris mentioned his interest in Dave East. I of course, if you heard my top 20 albums of the year, know my affiliation and uh, and just my respect for Dave East and that album that he put out, Kyrie Chanel, and that one is just. To me, it showed a lot of potential, and I talked to a friend that's like really invested in hip hop as well, a, a real a real thorough hip hop dude, and we were talking about and Dave East came up and he's like, man, it's not a t- it's not a it's not a question of if Dave East will deliver a classic album, it's a matter of when, and when and Dave East, he had a hunger on Kyrie Chanel that I had not heard from a lot of rappers in a long time, and so when you you combine that with the fact that it is his debut album and it is executive produced by nas and it's alleged that hove is involved in the album whether that's features or production i don't know but if you have nas and hove on your working on your shit and he just signed to def jam yeah he's got something special coming he's got something real special coming so Davies, john connor dj Khaled, i'm super excited for those of course i'm excited for eminem nas hove Pusha T, all those other people, everyone I said on that list. I'm super excited for. And even if we get just those 13 releases in 20 in 2017, then I'm okay with that. Not to mention even a Kendrick album would just completely I'm going to have to get top on the phone. Yeah. That would just completely make the year. But um Looking ahead, man, it looks like 2017 is going to be another great year for hip hop.
0: Yeah, let's see where it takes us. I mean, who knows what Kanye's crazy ass is going to do again. Soldier Boy is going to try and pull up on more people with the Draco. I think it's going to be a good year. Yeah, it's going to
1: be it's going to be a good year. It's going to be eventful. So, one last thing, though. Okay. Do you which do you think was a better year for hip hop? It's been kind of a debate. 2015 or
0: 2016? Um well, as soon as I finish my yard, I apologize.
1: Very uh, rude, by the way. <laughs> excuse me.
0: My bad. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> say that so we we've discussed this before. Um twenty fifteen, while I think their strongs could have possibly been stronger than twenty sixteens. I think twenty sixteen had overall a lot more better body of work. A better body of work, a lot more to come out of it that was worthwhile.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um 2016 had no classics to me it had a lot of good albums uh it didn't have anything classic to me though whereas 2015 did so the power of a class it's it depends on do you weigh the power of a classic album over the power over the power of a bunch of good albums and you know but to me just the content we got in 2016 from start to finish I mean we got pretty much every big name dropped this year in some capacity and yeah, so, to
0: some extent. Everyone was doing something this year.
1: Everyone does. I mean, we got Drake, we got Cole, we got Kendrick, we got these new guys, you know what I'm saying? We got yeah, we you... got all these comebacks from De La Soul and And Tribe Called Quest a year ago, I didn't even know those albums were coming.
0: Not to mention all the Andre 3000 features being tossed around at this point. Yes,
1: very good point. Andre 3000's been getting active. Another reason we gotta see Outkast happen.
0: Or at least it'd be cool to get a Big Boy and an Andre album, because the way Andre... Andre's been more active than Big Boy has been, and I really think that Andre should also come with and try and come with an album. because, Or if they kind of revisited the Speaker Box Love Below thing, which for those of you who didn't know it's actually the number 1 best selling album ever to be released in hip
1: hop. Yep, that's a fact. That's a fact and one of my favorite albums ever. It has gone diamond and it's it is right here. It no- is right next to the microphone actually just Num- laying around. Number
0: one on the tra- on the chart of diamond albums. I think there's only been eight diamond albums in hip hop of all time. Two of them go to Eminem, being yeah. the Marshall Mathers LP and the Eminem show, I believe. Um
1: facts. Wow. Yeah, I Boom. know. Drop a bomb for the facts. Yeah, my-
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, it'd really be cool to get a uh, some sort of uh, Andre feature and try and revisit and pull up those old
1: roots. He's got to at least have Andre on a track. At right? least, something. at least, uh, if if at not a, if not an Outcast album. But uh, anyways, no, I'm I'm super excited for 2017, man. I think 2016 was great. I think it topped 2015, and I think 2017 could even top. Uh, 2016, so super excited, but that's going to do it for our end of the year podcast. Now, Chris, this is the second time we're doing this podcast once again because of technical difficulty, so once again, why don't you give them all that information, as if they don't know by now from all the appearances you've made.
0: Well, actually, as we did on the last one, but didn't get to finish, I'm going to veer off for one second before we plug ourselves in and just... Shed a little light on the not hip hop um, highlights of the year, even okay, though, good, but good still, call, good call. still related to the hip hop uh, community, such as Anderson Pack, Malibu, Anderson Pack, and Knowledge collab album, Yes Lord, and my favorite of all, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino.
1: Fantastic album, fantastic album. For those of you that don't know, I put a list up um, on Twitter, my top five favorite non hip hop albums, um, and then I put also a few honorable mentions. Uh, you know I I'll, I'll definitely confess to not hearing everything not hip-hop this year but yeah um, uh, I think that's it but to say. from what I heard it's it's what I love the most uh, and Malibu Anderson packs all over hip-hop he's great uh, one of my favorite artists Malibu I think actually if I had to do an overall list of every album uh, every genre I think Malibu would be my number one favorite really it's that strong for In- me interesting and uh, but anyways yeah so good good point bringing that up uh forgot to bring that up in the notes but uh anyways now let's go ahead and uh plug that plug that plug talk all right
0: let's see if i got this down by now find me on twitter at chris adams second a and adams is a v instead of an a get it right uh you can find me on snapchat at the same thing you can find me on soundcloud at soundcloud.com backslash Adams Christopher. check me out do the rap thing the internet dropping in january single about to drop who knows when but in a couple days something like that you're gonna find out you're just gonna wake up and it's gonna be there you feel me so i mean don't even don't don't sweat it all right you feel me just like follow me and shit and uh don't at me though
1: don't at him though I'm gonna right. get i right i'm gonna get jumped because
0: of this podcast
1: no, nah, you won't. You didn't have too many outrageously hot takes. Because yeah. I said something
0: about Cuddy. I know it is. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. You're going you're going to have to change your address, Maji. Yeah. You're going to have to relocate for a minute. All right. Uh so you guys you guys know what my plug is, but I have to plug myself and I'm going to plug myself cuz my show Strictly Hip Hop uh I'm your host Chris Platty, and you can find all my stuff. I also do MBA stuff, which that's actually one of my New Year's resolutions is to come out with more NBA stuff, I've been heavy on the hip hop side, but I want to get back to NBA as well. Uh, just planning on picking up the pace of the uh, and the picking up the pace and the quality of the content. Got big things, major things planned for 2017 as far as the podcasting goes. So uh, stay tuned for that because that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. I, I got some groundbreaking things, but you can find all my podcasts on my on my Twitter, which is at crispy1132, that's C H R I S P Y 1132. On there, you can find a link to iTunes or P- I interact with fans on Snapchat and Twitter. So feel free to follow me, and uh, I do polls, I do all all sorts of things to kind of to kind of keep everybody interested. And if you guys if you guys actually um, subscribe, rate, leave a review, or what or whatever you have, uh, or comment at me on Twitter, then I will absolutely. I will absolutely uh, shout it out and read your response on the next podcast that I do. So thank you guys for tuning in. This is Strictly Hip Hop, and 2016's been a hell of a year. Let's look forward to 2017.